What's up, everybody? My name is GM. I just want to welcome you out to the second episode of the Four Things Podcast, Season 1. Um, I want you all to look at this as the, the huddle. Like if it's a, a football game, we get into the huddle. And I'm just going to explain to you a little bit about what's going on, what to expect um, on the upcoming episode. For the first segment of Episode 2, uh, we got a great artist from the West Coast, uh, graffiti artist, digital artist, um, all that kind of stuff, uh, Night Owl. He, uh, he flies in and, uh, and lets y'all know what's going on. We checked out the Knicks game. I don't want to get into it. We'll get into it then. Um, the second segment, we got another great artist from the West Coast, the even further West Coast. Lurk Loves You comes through and uh, we talk about some things. Give you a chance to get to know Lurk a little bit. For the uh, for the third segment, which is technically the first segment of Side B, um, we have J Zone coming through. Uh, legendary underground producer, uh, rapper, beat maker, but not anymore. Um, he's uh, he's onto some new things and. Uh, some new passions in life, and um, now drummer extraordinaire, you know what I'm saying? So stay locked for that one, and then uh, to come through and close it out, we got the guys from Rap Rankings, um, and you might even get some bars from one of them. Uh, it's it's four things, man. Um, buckle up, it's going to be a long ride, but we got you. So I appreciate y'all for joining us, um, Amazon, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Four Things Podcast. Four Things. Yo, so this is your first day, right? Yeah, my first day, hopefully my last day. Okay, cool, cool. It won't be that bad. Just don't touch anything. You know, just shadow me, pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, if you pick up any phone calls, just say something super quick. Just, you know, hold, hold on just a second. Oh, my God. Yeah. Already started. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Look, I, I gotta bounce. You can handle this, right? You leaving? I mean, yeah, my, I gotta, I gotta handle it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Just don't mess anything up. Come on, man. <sighs> Four things. Four things. It's four things. And the Knicks are in the playoffs, baby. It's crazy. Um, I appreciate y'all for joining me on a new episode of uh, Four Things. It's a podcast endeavor brought to you by yours truly. Uh, my name is GM. I'll be your host for the show. Um, just to let everybody know, give you a small insight of what's going on right now. I know you just jumped into the episode. So for you, you're probably kind of laid back. Whatever. We're about to get hyped. Uh, the Knicks are in the playoffs right now. Um, I am a lifelong Knicks fan. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Um, you don't have to be a Knicks fan to listen to this because we have no idea what's about to happen. The Knicks are up right now 86 to 83 with six minutes and 50 seconds left in the game, according to my uh, my calculations. Um, we're going to get into a whole lot of stuff this segment, um, including possibly dinner. I, I don't know. Um but I'll, I'll talk about that when we get there. But right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the guest in. The guest is waiting in the wings. 
that's a pun, but I didn't even mean to really make it a pun. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to bring in the guest. Guest, if you could do me a favor, um, tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. This is four things. Cool. Well, welcome. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. This is Night Owl signing on out here in uh, beautiful South Lake Tahoe. And I'm also tuned into the Nick game with you. Guilty as well of being a lifelong Nick fan. Um. Yeah, who am I and what do I do? I am I am an artist and you know, definitely visual artist. I do everything from like tiny stickers all the way to giant murals, everything in between. I uh, I travel the world. You can often find me, you know, obviously in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, but spend a lot of time in Paris, New York, and uh every couple of years head back to Tokyo and a bunch of other random Did places. Did you live in Paris? No. Oh, I was going to say, that's, that would be kind of dope. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's I was like, I've always looked at, um, I've always wanted to, to, to check out Japan. That's always been a, a uh, thing. Japan's nuts, dude. Absolutely I nuts. I feel like that's like the, um, that's like the motherland for all of us. Uh, like anybody that's into like real, you know, like art shit, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm talking like graffiti shit, like whether it be. Um, whether graffiti, whether it's digital graffiti, whether it's, um, just digital, uh, like kind of cutting edge shit, you know, vinyl toys, making Yeah, the toys are ridiculous. The whole anime scene over there. It's, I mean, they got neighborhoods like just dedicated to it. Oh, I'm so jealous. Like that's (laughs) the one place I really want to go. Um, it's like on my, like, I don't really have a whole lot of places on my bucket list, quote unquote, but that's, that's the place Mm -hmm. that's on my bucket list. It's definitely worth going. So, and you, you'll probably go right back too. <laughs> I know that's that's the funniest thing is everybody that I know that's been like they always they always make return trips and it's one of those things where I'm like damn I just want to go once and these motherfuckers are going multiple times that makes me feel like I'm missing out on something. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Sure. <laughs> when uh did you did you live in New York at all or no? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in New York. Okay, that's uh, what I was. Go go on. Yeah, and no, I left I for I left for college and just never went back. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I go back like a couple of times a year to visit the family and everything, but yeah, I've been out in uh, California since 99. Okay. So that, so yeah, I, um, I grew up in New York. I grew up in upstate New York and, um, oh, like nice. right around Albany, uh, area. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, and so I, uh, I grew up, like you said, I grew up a Knicks fan. Um, I was, I was always a Knicks fan. Um, sometimes, oh, let's go. Um, sometimes <laughs> that's, I'm telling Alec Burks is out here. He's, he's cash. Alex Burks, Alec Burks is cash. I didn't even know it. I thought mm-hmm. he was just a terror in NBA 2k. Every time I, every time yeah. I played the jazz, Alec Burks would eat me up. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, tonight. I was like, yo, he's not that nice. And, um, <laughs> and now he's really that yeah, nice. Video game. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's certain people that are video game legends, like, uh, Patty Mills back in like, uh, 2k, I want to say like Ooh. 16 or so was uh was a was an absolute beast and i'm like mm-hmm. this patty mills is not this nice you know he's nice Someone, but he's not so this messed nice. up the, yeah the yeah there's, there's somebody that's australian or some shit that works on the game <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted to give him the boost like accuracy 99 percent. yep um yeah so i i grew up a knicks fan um i had many opportunities and chances to switch teams or or you know do something else but um I never really considered it. The only time I considered it um, was when everything's kind of going on with like the, the COVID situation and everything. And I'm like, yo, Dolan really is a piece of shit. Like, oh, absolutely. 
and he's always been a piece of shit and like it, it just never and really always uh, will be yeah it never affects me on like a social level so i don't really care you know what I mean? like it's not going to affect my social health if james dolan is a piece of shit but mm-hmm. like when he's out here advocating for um for for you know for dumb shit or when when they're avoiding taking a stance on something just to be politically correct or just to side with you know with with their buddies that were in the white house that's right. the type of shit where i'm like Maybe I should be looking at another team because this isn't the, <laughs> this isn't the team I grew up on, you know. Oh, but, definitely not. But I can't lie. Um, with what they've done this year, um, ESPN uh, said that they weren't going to win any more than like twenty four games. Mm-hmm. And they're that one. <laughs> and they're four Yeah, and they're four seeds in, in the playoffs. Home court advantage. Um, Julius Randle's been balling out of his mind. Uh, Ridiculous. The Rook, Barrett. Yeah, Barrett Barrett's been great. Like he's been extremely underrated um in terms of, of everybody talking about all the rookies and the second year mm-hmm. players and all that. He's been scorching in numbers, he's been scorching a lot of them. Oh, he's been so, it's been highlights, man, left and right. Did you see the poster yeah. that he did earlier? Oh that, that I gotta get that NBA top shot of that. Oh one. my god, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure a top shot's probably gonna go for like twelve thousand dollars or some shit like that. Dude, those things are ridiculous. I wanna know, how does everybody have Ethereum? That's what I wanna know. It seems like this this Ethereum stuff is everywhere and it's it's mm-hmm. really easy to get and everybody has it, but then at the same time, every time I look at the price, it's always super fucking expensive. So oh, I'm yeah. like, yo, how did everybody stock up on this shit so early that well, they, it's they just have tons of it? Well, I mean, as recently as December, it was only like six hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then that whole the whole NFT craze just blew up, and the DeFi on top of it, just you know, that whole blockchain became really useful. So, explain DeFi for uh, for anybody that's listening. That like, so part of the thing with the show here is that um, I'm I'm kind of looking at it from the point of view that the the listeners don't know anything about any of this shit in terms of oh, NFTs. Cool. <laughs> um, well, and it's like, well, that, that's probably true. <laughs> and, well, and I, right. And I, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like my thing is, is that when I first got into the art world, um, I don't know, I'd probably say like six, seven years ago or whatever, five, six years ago, whatever it was. Um, I didn't know shit. Like I didn't even realize that on like with uh, kid robot dunnies, I didn't realize that if you look under the feet, you'll, you'll usually see like a signature from an artist that, right. that was the artist that did that dunny. I I didn't even realize that 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 that's what that was. Like I was just like, why do they all have different stamps on? Like it doesn't make any sense. And then eventually I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I'm a I'm a fucking moron. But um, I didn't have anybody Man, who collected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have anybody who collected dunnies or vinyl art or anything like that around me, so nobody could really explain it to me. You know what I mean? Like uh, nobody. Okay. So as I've gotten into the art world over the last you know five six seven years or whatever, it's like a lot of I've noticed that a lot of things that come you know, uh, just, just easy to y'all, like whether it be, you know, technology, uh, you know, art, whatever the listeners, or even myself, I might not know what the fuck you're talking about. And I want to know, <laughs> but it's just, it, it's everybody, everything moves so fast, especially in the NFT area that it's like, you really, I want to try to keep everybody on the same page or whatever, so that at least everybody doesn't because i feel like if they listen to the podcast they start hearing shit like DeFi and they don't know what it is they're right. just like yeah let me find something else like i don't know what the fuck, you know what i mean like, so let's nerds talking about yeah exactly so let's let's explain it the i guess the non-nerd way what uh what exactly mm-hmm. is DeFi? uh DeFi is just short for decentralized finance okay and like the easiest way to explain that is it's just it's bankless there are no banks but there are these exchanges that kind of, you know, perform what a bank would do. So you basically, 
you supply liquidity into a pool. Yep. And then at any moment, you can kind of, you know, you can pull money out of that, like against that. Right. And it's, you know, with if you need like a loan from a bank, like you've, you've got to go in, you got to interview, you got to fill out forms, maybe you get approved, maybe you don't. Right. Like with DeFi, because you paid in, like you're, you're approved, you'll get your money within like 30 seconds. And that's just basically what you're explaining is basically crypto, right? Right. And that's and why then, everybody loves it. Right. Well, yeah. And then like, this is, this is a real Not good tie-in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people are. If you're, if you're making money off banks, you hate this stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. But like right now with the, uh, the the crypto crash that's been going on, you know, a lot of people have been getting into DeFi and say you put in like, I don't know, 10, 15, 25K, whatever it is, you, you build up a nice little stack and then you borrow against it and you kind of leverage like 60, 70% and you go buy more coins. And as long as the market goes up, it's a great strategy. And like, as you see right now, once it starts falling, you know, anyone who's leveraged gets called and like that money gets pulled instantly. Right. And then it just keeps kind of like compounding. And there's all these levels of like leverage where people are getting called left and right. Well, the way I, the way I break it down is I guess like I, I grew up, um, I grew up in the nineties. I grew up in the, you know, in the early two thousands and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's when I, you know, I graduated in 2000. Um, so that might give the listeners, any new listeners or whatever, like the kind of, a kind of time frame of, of what I'm, what I'm making reference to. But when, when we were in school, we weren't taught financial literacy at all. Oh, hell no. Like not even a fucking little bit. Like everything that, that a lot of these kids are getting into in terms of even crypto and stuff like that, that's way more than we were ever mm-hmm. um, we were ever given, you know, or ever explained or whatever. And most at least in my situation, I can't speak for everybody because I, I didn't go to school everywhere. But I just know in upstate New York, they didn't do that shit. Like they weren't yeah, teaching. Not us even about, in New York City, we weren't taught that. Right. I took one economics class, that's it, and it was boring as all hell. Like I didn't learn a damn thing. We took a, I had an economics class where, um, this shows you I've been hustling for a long time. Um, we took a, I took an economics class where my, uh, my teacher said we had to do a, 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 like a class project. And, um, and I said, well, why don't we sell, you know, hot chocolate and shit like that in the morning? Um, you know, and that'd be a good way to bring in some money or whatever. And, um, he's like, all right, yeah, you can do that. Find out how much the hot chocolate costs, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, my dad works at, um, a warehouse. So he could probably get the hot chocolate for, for free, I'd imagine. I mean, it's he has tons of it around him. You know what I mean? Like they got and <laughs> just uh, fall off the truck, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't know you guys got it. You know, it's the nineties. Like it's something's gotta happen. Yeah. And um and he goes, No, I'm no no no, you gotta like this the, the thing with the project is is that we gotta um, you know, you gotta pay for it. You gotta blah blah blah. And I'm like well, that doesn't make any sense. Like we can make a hundred percent profit off of this shit. Yeah. Like, why would we just, like, why would we go out? And I'm like, all you got to do is you just got to, you just got to show up and pick it up. Like you just got to, you know, we just need a teacher to sign for it. He wouldn't show up and pick it up. Like he refused to do the, uh, the work. And I'm like, what? well, you're just a shitty, you're a shitty business partner. Like, like yeah, we're supposed to be doing this as a group and you won't do anything at all. And you're telling us to go and basically blow an opportunity. Like I'm not doing this shit like this, like fine, you know, economics is stupid. Yeah, so he wasn't a very good teacher. No, I didn't. Well, no, he was he was awful. I had him again for um oh, for social whatever it was. Like we had economics, and then there was something else that was like a social class or whatever, like a social studies type deal. Huh. And um, he uh, his his major assignment was to give us um, article reviews 
So mm-hmm. we would have to go home and read the newspaper and cut out an article and then come in and he would go around the entire class and have everybody read their article or their, like their review, their summary. And I, I know this sounds dumb to maybe to, to people listening, but I refuse to do it because I felt, <laughs> I felt like I was like, yo, this isn't like, that's not your job. Like your job yeah, isn't to tell teaching. us. Yeah. Like, like, yo, know, t- like teach us something, like do something. If you're, if you can engage us, then I'm with it. Like then I'm there. But yeah. if you're, if you're just going to give us, um, you know, go home and read the newspaper, I can do that it's shit like, without you. Yeah. I do that already. Like, yeah. Like that's normal. <laughs> like I was so insulted by it that I was just like, yo, fuck you. Like I'm not doing this shit. And then one time he told us, he said, I'm going to grade this like a college class. So if you don't want to show up, that's fine. But I guarantee you when you go to take a test, it's going to, it's going to reflect on your test. Like you're not going to be able to pass. So me and my boy didn't show up. We would just cut all the time and then we would go through and take the test and we would, we would, we would, just you know, ace it. yeah, just fly through the shit. And like, and, um, and then eventually he started to give us uh, poor grades for attendance. And, and we talked to him, we're like, yo, I thought you said that this was like a college <laughs> class. And he's like, well, yeah, but you still have to put in the effort and you still, and I'm like, all right, this guy's like, a fuck, whatever, this dude. guy's a scam. You yeah. know, this guy's Can't bullshit. Deal with losing. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Right. So like we didn't, we weren't really taught financial literacy or whatever. So it's crazy to me sometimes when I'm going through Twitter and I'm looking at, you know, people talking about um, crypto or about the market or, you know, anything like that. And, and basically like what you just broke down so simply, um, I, I consider myself a, a fairly smart guy. Like I think I'm a lot more street smart than I guess I am book smart, mm-hmm. but, um, but I still feel like I can pick up concepts and shit like that. I'm not, a, I'm not adult, you know what I mean? But right. when you start getting into that shit, you lose me. It, it's like, I'm, it's like uh, a different, no. And I'm not saying, it's heady, like, man. yeah, it's just like, I just get, I just get so caught up in it that I'm just like, this is like, this feels like a whole different language right now. I don't even know. It is. It truly on. is. And I don't know how people <laughs> keep up with it, you know? Yeah. It's rough. I got a buddy who's like, I mean, he's a, he's a hacker. He's in this shit. Like just all the way, all the way in it, like just on the internet all day long. And he'll send me stuff. And I'm like, dude, I can't read all this. He's like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, the stuff he sent me yesterday, by the next day, it's outdated. And like, you know, someone's already eclipsed it. Yep. You're like, what? I just learned this. What do you mean it changed? Like, ah. <laughs> I've also, I've also noticed this thing where, um, so when, when Dogecoin or Doggy Coin or mm-hmm. whatever anybody wants to call it, I call it Doggy Coin. It, just it's coming. Doge. Uh-huh. It is. It is. But I'm just annoying. Um, so yeah. I'll, I just call it Doggy Coin because, like, to me, <laughs> it's, it, I understand people like they have like the the army and all that shit and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But come on, man! Like this thing's until we oh, see some joke. kind. Of, yeah, until we see something for real, we don't really know if this thing's for real or not. And like you know, whatever. So I'm not going to treat it like it's for real. I'm going to call it whatever the fuck I want to call it. If I want right, to call yeah. it DT Coin or whatever, I'll call it that. Like. It's the same thing with like we're in such a um, a wild oh let's go that's a three um, <laughs> we're in such a wild west of uh, of everything right now like call it whatever you want man and it, and if people don't like it or whatever and they want to explain to you something better or whatever then if you want to adapt that then go ahead um, and if it's something for real and it, and it really has substance to it then then take that and take that knowledge and run with it or whatever but like doggy coin or whatever you're if somebody's gonna get mad at me over that shit just don't just oh, turn yeah. off you know what it's I mean like, just turn relax off. man. Exactly. Right. So, um, but you can tell who's uh, a little bit too invested in it all, you know? Well, it's crazy. Cause like when, when this thing first started, I saw it and this was like, you not first started. Cause I know it's been around for like seven years or eight years yeah. or whatever. But, um, when this, when this recent run started, I'd say about a month and a half ago or so, um, I, uh, I saw this thing and I was going to hit my boy up about it, but I know that he's, he's very, um, my boy's in the top 1% holders of XRP. 
in the, the uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's bought into this thing now over the last like he's not a whale by any means. He's a regular dude, blue collar dude. Um, he just took his money and when he first got into crypto, he learned about XRP and he bought into it and was like, this is the future. Like this is the future of crypto. Mm-hmm. Like I've learned about it. Like I've, I've learned about XRP. I've learned about this and this is what I'm rolling with. Like, this is what I'm, I'm going with. Going and he's, in. yeah, he put all his money in it. Like fucking, you know, anywhere between like 20 and 30 cents. And so, Damn. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now he's been holding and, and people are. You know, people are all oh, crypto is fake. It's this, it's that. I'll wait until XRP loses this lawsuit. Blah blah blah. They're in court now. Do you see that? All through all this shit, he's 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 held. He's diamond hands. Like right. I call him diamond hand fuse now. That's what he. That's what he is. <laughs> what fuse? Shout out to fuse. Like we're gonna have him on an upcoming episode. And um, yeah. he's just and he's not like a like a crypto bull or nothing like that. He's just a he's just a dude. He just figured it out. So like. What I hate is, is when people talk about crypto and they're like, "Oh, it's it's fake, it's garbage, like it's it's not real." Like yeah, if you want to people don't understand money. it. Exactly, you know, they're, they're scared of it. They don't understand it. It's so foreign to them. Like, you know, it's like anything else. Before you jumped in, you had no clue what this was, but you just start reading and like you know checking it out, talking to other people, and it all slowly starts making sense. When I first figured, when I first learned about crypto, I talked about this before on, I think, uh, on the first episode. Um, but when I first found out about crypto, um, I had a couple of boys that put me onto it. And this is like literally about 10 years ago or whatever. Um, early, 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 early. Mm-hmm. And they tried to explain it to me. And I looked at them and I was like, so it's, it's fake money. Right. And they're like, right. And I'm like, and you can't really pull it out if you want to. And they're like, well, you can, but you just got to go through some extra steps. And, blah. and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like this shit sounds shaky. Like good luck to y'all, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, I was with you on that too. <laughs> and and bro, I I look back on that and I'm like, if I had just jumped in at that time, I would be a, um, I would be a millionaire probably. Yeah, right be now. kind I of would, just sitting back, <laughs> sitting and, fat. <laughs> yep. And so this now you fast forward from that point about seven years or so. This brings us up to a few years ago, um, three four years ago. I sat down with my mom. And I tried to explain cryptocurrency to her a little bit. <laughs> my mom um, is she's a little bit she's a little bit older, but she's not like you know she's not super old or whatever. Mm. She can she can understand things and stuff. As I'm explaining it to her, I see her eyes start watering up, and I said, "What's what's the matter?" And she goes, "I don't know what you're saying. Like I don't understand what you're saying right now. It sounds like you're talking <laughs> a different language." And I said, mom, it's okay. Like, it's all right. I'm just trying to, and she goes, no, I'm just saying you, I, I feel really stupid right now. And, and like, that's when I realized like, oh, there's a problem here. Like, it's not just a problem about cryptocurrency or whatever. It's like the delivery of the information. Mm-hmm. It, there's a real fucking problem. And like, what I'll say is, is like, so like these, like these crypto punks, right? Like right. crypto punks look cool. Like they, like I, I kind of get it more so now than, than before. Cause I've been explained to like somebody broke it down to me a little bit and, and then I got it, but at the, but at first sight, you don't really get it. And then you see a lot of people know. that are really hyped up into this thing and they're, they're talking about how great it is, blah, blah, blah. And people are looking at them like, yo, you're nuts. Like this isn't that great. But the mm-hmm. thing, and then they, and then they get insulted, and they're like, "Well, you know, you need to learn more. You need to hear me out, or you need to listen, or you need to follow this." But at the end of the day, 
in my opinion, I'm not, I'm not part of the crypto community. I'm not part of the NFT community. I'm an observer. And, and, and I, I fuck with people that I've seen and that I've come across. They're cool. But at the end of the day, like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and agree with everything if I don't agree with it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. that's not what my deal is here. That's not what I'm here for. So what my, what my thing is for, for here is I want to be able to bring this information to people and make them feel like they're, they're being involved or they're learning or they're figuring it out with people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I realized with like, with CryptoPunks is that the story, I don't feel like it's being brought across the correct way. Because I feel like people that look at them from the outside that don't know what they are, they just look like Nintendo 8-bit images or whatever. Like they don't look like anything special. What's that? I'm saying it's pretty much what they are. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. But then when you understand that the blockchain made them, like you get, you know, you understand. It was completely like created from an algorithm. And that shit is dope. Like when you understand that, when you break it down like that, you're like, oh, I get that. All right. I, now if you're a collector or whatever, or if you're into anything like that, you could see the value in that. You could understand why that's cool. Right. But, but I shouldn't have to go through following 10 people with crypto punks or whatever in order to put all that information together. Oh, yeah, should, totally. It should be on a platform. Now, I'm not blaming the dudes that are involved in CryptoPunks by any means. They don't have the platform. The only p- 